In this edition of Round Sourcing, let's talk about iPhones. iPhones come from China to places around the world where they're sold. Do you think the United States should slap big tariffs on uh, the import of these items from China? Well, let's consider the facts. Money that's spent on producing an iPhone goes to engineering, materials, labor, plant, equipment, distribution, and profit. 30% of what we consumers pay for an iPhone goes to Apple as U.S. company profits. And another 2% goes to Apple affiliates that get their profits uh, outside the United States but are still part of Apple. That's a third of what we're paying for a, uh, an iPhone to a, to a U.S.-based company, most of whose owners, shareholders, are U.S. people. Well, how much of a consumer's payment for an iPhone gets spent in China? You might be surprised. Only about 2% pays for Chinese labor that goes into an iPhone. Now, 31% pays for various raw materials from sources all over the world, including some rare earth minerals that are only uh, found in Mongolia. South Korean component makers of items for the iPhone get about 7% of the Apple iPhone pie. 15% goes to wholesalers and retailers. So you sum it up and cheap labor has very little to do with the cost of an iPhone. An iPhone ends up as a Chinese import, but it's an American product with global sourcing and sales. I suppose it's possible to assemble uh, an iPhone uh, in the United States. But it's not economically prudent for Apple to do that. The company can't find in the United States what's available in China's massive assembly centers. As the late Steve Jobs told President Obama, it's not cheap labor that drives Apple to do final assemble, uh, assembly in China. Chinese labor rates are much higher than wages in Vietnam or Bangladesh and other countries, for example. It's the economies of production and scale available in China. Special economic zones that host hundreds of concentrated factory spaces and labor forces that are ready on demand to produce on demand so that opening and closing production lines is possible on central command. That's what China has in its major cities and manufacturing centers. Apple outsources this function of final assembly to companies that have multiple customers so that if one of their customers stops ordering a, a production batch for a while another picks up the slack. America is simply not organized this way. As manufacturing sites and workforces are scattered throughout uh, cities, small towns, uh, all over the U.S., without the force of U.S. governmental intervention and planning that uh, our system will never embrace in the United States. The iPhone is a truly American product. It's sourced of U.S.-based inspiration and design. Conceived and engineered in California and North Carolina, its brain, chips, audio elements, and glass are made by workers in Texas, Kentucky, Ohio, California, and other states. Apple sources everything where quality and cost dictate. 
even having its arch-rival Samsung provide its microchips. A French-Italian company uh, located in Switzerland provides one critical component where it's best in class. Japan, South Korea, Taiwan, and other high-wage countries contribute key parts of an iPhone. The global supply chain that produces an iPhone has brought the world a great product at an affordable price. It's sourced globally, but remains a quintessentially American product. Now, if somebody shouts that Apple should stop shipping jobs to China, that speaker is woefully uninformed and spouting nonsense. All that slapping a punishing tariff on Apple, because final assemblies done in China would do, is to raise the cost to all of us who buy iPhones. Driving up the price of things in a misguided effort to force everything to be produced in America would punish most those who can afford it least. Globalization makes sense. It allows a business to source everything where it makes sense to do it. That's a liberty we should all embrace.